Welcome to the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast, brought to you by Yellow Hat Outdoors. Hello, everybody, and welcome to episode six of the Oklahoma Outdoor Adventures Podcast. It's me, Glenn. It's me, Hudson, <laughs> your favorite host. That's right. I know you've been, like I say, every week you're dying to hear from us again, so here we are. Just fat chilling on a Saturday morning. Saturday morning, New Year's Eve, currently... Got some great uh, football going on. Uh, excited for the new year. Excited for a couple more weeks of deer season. Uh, and I know our boy Glenn has been getting after it on the waterfowl uh, recently. I actually just got back from a hunt. I I did actually get done. I might still have blood on my hands. I didn't even check to wash them. So. He's a killer. I A stone cold killer. Uh, I think I said on... I don't know, maybe episode four, where we were talking about some waterfowl stuff. I was hoping soon that the tides would change and uh, be able to get on some geese, and that has been the case. Uh, Been checking kind of the local fields. It's kind of nice growing up in the area that I live in because there is... I know a lot of people around here, so it really makes it easy to find (laughs) spots to shoot some geese, so... Uh, I don't know. I have a whole lot more luck finding geese to kill than ducks, like on private stuff, because like ducks are pretty and they don't really do much to your pond. But you can tell when geese have been in a field for a while, there's like no wheat. It's crazy. It literally just looks like dirt. Yeah, you can look up. uh, I've seen videos of like before and afters of like when a geese flock will like land and like spend some time in a field. And then when they leave, like they just tear it up. Dude, they decimate it's, it. Yeah. Yeah. I think I posted a drone picture um, sometime last year where uh, I posted um, like a picture of the field and you could see like the areas that the geese had been sitting in. It was kind of crazy. So I don't know. I uh, I got some really good drone footage today, though. I'm pretty excited about it. Let's go. Tried out some new features. Um we were kind of close to an airport, so I was nervous that it wasn't going to take off. There's all sorts of like authorizations and stuff you yeah. kind of have to say you're doing. And so I'm always like, I get nervous whenever I press like agree to terms and conditions because yeah. I'm like, I don't really know what I just agreed to. I'm not a lawyer, so <laughs> I'm not going to sit here and scroll for 14 minutes. So we see how that goes on TikTok, but uh, yeah. I won't go down that rabbit trail. Yeah. I'll leave Joe Rogan for that. <laughs> The true TikTok, I mean, the true uh, podcast king. Yeah. um, But no, we've we've been literally tearing out the geese the last two weekends. So like I said, I'm I'm a little bit of a weekend warrior. Um, I started a job probably about six or eight months ago, so I don't have a ton of time off or anything yet. Um, But we, uh, I have one good friend, Landon, who does some stuff with yellow hat with us and um he's finally out of training for um the highway patrol academy and stuff so he has a little more time and um he's kind of like the glue that has like not necessarily all the connections but he kind of knows the people with the trailers and you know then you get a few of us that have some spots and then i don't really bring anything to the table i'm just there for a good time but that's all you need to bring that's right I just try and uh, keep the vibes up and maybe bring donuts if I can. So sure. uh, I'm not really the best caller, not the best looking for sure. 
I don't smell very good, but by golly, I'll show up in the morning. I probably won't be too late. So that is one thing. I don't sleep through my alarm. And that's underrated uh, for just being able to show up. Uh, There's plenty of times I know that we've both experienced fishing. You know, we'll be playing. All right, meet it on cue at 5 a.m. And Mm -hmm. Not to name names, Landon, but <laughs> he would just not be there. Yeah, it's like 5.15 and you're calling and just nothing happens. Yeah. So I do remember distinctly one time we waited on Hudson for like 30 minutes and we're like, all right. I mean, it's it's 5.30. Like, we're not going to be there at sunrise. Like, it's time to go. And he calls us at like 6.15 and he's like, are you guys gone? We're like, oh, yeah, we just took the exit to the lake. <laughs> he's like, gosh, dang it. <laughs> It was so. it was tough. I had to stay up real late playing video games. What, what am I supposed to do? <laughs> There's nothing else you to do at yeah. that point. So anyway, um, yeah. So the last two weekends, um, we've really got on the geese well. Um, it's been really cool because you know most people default to looking in areas like super far away and things like that for geese, and um, just so happens through the grapevine and our high school and some, our local community, we've got some spots really close, uh, to where we live here in Bethany. And so, um, I, it's kind of crazy to get to hunt, you know, in Edmond and, you know, almost like within city limits, we have like a good amount of spots and that really is nice. Like this morning, you know, I got to get up at five 45 and I was there on time and got to sleep six hours instead of getting up you know, at freaking 3 a.m. and stuff. So um, it was really good. But last weekend um, was the Siberian cold front whatever thing. Horrible. Yeah, right before Christmas, you know, came through. And um, which I guess I always say this, but that's going to be two weeks, you know, kind of ish from whenever this comes out. But that's just a little side point. Um, but it was really cold. And so, uh, I just spent some time looking in, um, my main spot in Edmond there because I was like, you know, there's a lot of traffic in that area. I think a lot of the ponds are going to be frozen up. All the big lakes even are. So, um, they're just going to be hunkered down in the fields. And so I went up there and I saw like two or three hundred. So normally for me, I don't want to set up in a field for less than, I don't know, a thousand geese just because there's so many around and so many fields that have 3000 on it that it's just not really in my mind worth the investment of the gas and yeah setting up and not sleeping and everything so that's kind of my my usual thing if i'm really desperate maybe seven or eight hundred but i'm usually not that desperate anymore so yeah i'm married but uh Um, but yeah, so we went up to, um, this pond, this, uh, wheat field actually just, I mean, five minutes from my house and, um, I didn't really know what to expect, kind of shooting some birds off of, uh, neighborhoods and neighborhood ponds and stuff like that, that are going to come out to these wheat fields. And it was a banger last weekend. I didn't know what to expect. Um, the, the thing that made me really worried is, you know, they're kind of local birds, not completely because we don't hold that many thousands year round, 
but they're local in the fact that they're roosting like on these neighborhood ponds. So there's like a lot of like they're kind of used to people. And so they're kind of unpredictable, more yeah. unpredictable. I think like, yeah. I really think like local greater ge- geese are the hardest thing to shoot because they fly over the field every single day. They know exactly how many geese should be there. Mm-hmm. They know exactly like if that bush was in the side of the field or not, or <laughs> they're like, Oh, what are all those little square tomb looking things that are layout blinds? You yeah. know, like they know. Um, so they're, they're really hard. So I didn't really know what to expect on last weekend because, um, you know, just so much, it was so cold, but luckily there was no wind. So it was like, it was literally like three degrees when we got out there. Yeah. It was so cold that we couldn't stick the stakes in the ground for Ugh. the decoys, even with a hammer. Like we were like, kind of got a rubber mallet, you yeah. know? And so we ended up just setting them on the ground and they, it worked out. I wasn't expecting it to, but it did. <laughs> Um, so last weekend we shot 32, so we had a great time. I haven't been on a good goose hunt this year. How many of Um, y'all were out there? Uh, eight or nine, maybe. So it's, it's eight birds per person, which is just insane. Like, I mean, no one can even eat eight birds, you know, themselves. Yeah. Well, which just goes to reiterate the, um, the damage they cause to fields yeah. and stuff. There's a reason that the limits set at that. Uh-huh. And that's because they, the population needs to take a hit. Yeah. Well, and especially like the freaking snow geese and stuff that it's like your limits, like 64 a day. I'm like, why yeah. even put a limit? Yeah. Like the, Yeah. You're not even going to be counting at that point. I mean, I can't even count to 64. Yeah. So you're, you're probably only hitting that when, it, if you go up to, what is it? Like is Saskatchewan, the oh, like, yeah. snow geese hunting, capital of the world or whatever yeah they i mean they migrate all the way down to the texas gulf coast um and they used to be pretty uh there would be thousands and well probably millions of them honestly um in the area called the Katy prairie around i think it's around like houston and stuff mm. um but i mean at this point it's pretty much all developed it's kind of cra- yeah. just sad yeah um but yeah so oklahoma i would honestly be happy if it was like five birds a person like i don't i don't need to shoot eight birds i don't even really want to spend that many shells yeah because my shell to bird ratio as we've discussed is uh it's fairly low or fairly high i should say (laughs) it is not low i spend (laughs) a lot of shells for one bird to die so um but last weekend i actually had a pretty good shooting weekend i probably i was probably i had a kill shot on I don't know, three of my six volleys I shot at or whatever. So I don't know. I feel like that's at least decent to just fold one up. But um, obviously burn some shells doing cleanup and everything. Now, is that the hunt that you posted that like Tate and Connor? Yeah. Yeah, it was fun because it was a Christmas Eve hunt. So, uh, you know, a, a few worries around the around the family that mm-hmm. you know you're gonna be tired dragging out the family events not a chance i get caffeinated up i'm getting recharged out there <laughs> no not really but um yeah i was pretty tired at all the family stuff but it was super fun um to have some buddies we don't get to see a ton yeah come into town um and actually get to yeah kind of stack some geese up so um i posted that on january or december 
25th. I did it on Christmas Day. Yeah, yeah. Did a little Christmas Day post. It was a Christmas Eve hunt. Um, but yeah, I had some buddies from high school in town. Um, had the boys that honestly I've only met through goose hunting, which is great. Yeah. Like it's really cool just um, to really think about all of the friends and stuff that you make through hunting. I think that's one of the biggest appeals about it for well, us. And, and, and I'd say probably especially waterfowl because, you know, like you said, you had eight or nine guys out there. Like, I mean, waterfowl hunting is definitely a, uh, like a group affair kind of thing. I mean, yeah, yeah you can go and you could hunt a field by yourself if you want to. It's going to be a lot of work setting up the right, decoys right. and everything. But yeah, I think that's def it's definitely more of a group thing. And I mean, you'll also see uh, videos of sick, like, duck blinds where they have full, like, grills in there. They're cooking up breakfast. Everyone's hanging out, and they move up to where they can pop out the top and Uh shoot and stuff. Yeah, it's definitely a a cool little uh, community. Yeah. Yeah, dude, those pit blinds are wild. Some of them have, like, couches, TVs, ovens. Yeah. You see them, and it's like why not just like sleep in there and right. you're, you're there you're already there at whatever before sunrise so uh-huh. like, i mean they some people put a lot of money into those and yeah. would love to have one of those one day oh dude be it'd so be cool. fun yeah. it would be so and it's just so easy because like you just show up and you sit down and you're good yeah and i've even seen like i think it's like in tennessee and stuff like on the big lakes out there people have houseboats that they've just parked out there and they've turned them into giant, like literally oh look gosh. island looking things. And they leave like a thousand duck decoys out there. God. They just attach them to bricks and stuff. And then like, they'll just pick them up at the end of the season. But, how, how much money is a thousand decoys? If you had to guess. Oh dear Lord. A lot. I mean, like, I don't know. I mean, Oh, this is one of those I'm going to get shredded on, number one. <laughs> but like, if you just buy crap decoys, like on Facebook Marketplace, like, I mean, minimum, I mean, this is for the crappiest crap ones. Like, I'm minimum like five bucks a decoy. God. And then max, I mean, maximum, I, I don't even know, like, where to begin. Like, yeah, yeah you could probably spend... I don't know. I'm trying to do math here. As we've found out with our uh, section acreages, uh, yeah. we struggle with math. But yeah, I'm, I mean, like 100, like 50, 180, 200 for half or a whole dozen. You know, I mean, they really yeah, they really yeah. can add up. So, I mean, just absolute minimum, like 5,000 bucks you're just leaving in yeah. a lake out there. So Jeez. it's just a whole nother world. But yeah. Um, so yeah, anyway, we were hunting a little close to home pond, which was, or close to home wheat field, um, had all the boys out. And so, uh, had some buddies that, um, went to OU and, um, actually like probably would have been great friends with them in high school and stuff, but just, you never met them. Yeah. Um, and so had everybody in town, a couple guys, you know, there's always like a couple guys on the waterfowl hunts that I've never seen before. I'm like, Hey. I'm like, do I know this guy? Or like, or I'll see him outside of that. And I'm like, I don't recognize these guys not in a hat and camo at yeah. 4 a.m. <laughs> um, so we uh, got everybody together and um, got all set up. And there was almost zero wind. And so I wasn't, I wasn't too optimistic because 
um, to really dictate where birds are landing, there needs to be some wind because they like to land into it. Um, and so just, I mean, that's how a plane works, how everything works. So you kind of land into the wind, kind of like a kite or whatever. Mm -hmm. Um, and so the wind was like really light. And so when the wind's light, it's hard to, um, basically make them land or fly in how you want them to. So we were sitting there just kind of hoping that they would fly in right, and and they did. They flew in just is right. That, so that's a good feeling, I bet. Oh, it does. It is. <laughs> it's a great feeling. You know, everyone's just calling, and it's so exciting because, like, like basically a layout blind is think of it like a sleeping bag with doors on the top. So you you're basically laying on your back. You got a little it's kind of like a tanning chair in there. You know, you just got a little headrest and a little bit to support your back. Um, and then there's two doors on top of you and your feet are in kind of like a sleeping bag. And so you put all sorts of grass and things like that on top. And, um, and then you lay in there and when it's time you push open those doors and you sit up and then you just rain out some geese, you know, as they're standing up back up out of the decoy. Start throwing some lead. Yeah. Yeah, sli- well, steel shot, non-toxic, no. yeah. No. <laughs> Sorry. Sorry, start flinging some steel. That's right, that's right. Or bismuth if you're rich, but um, tried that. Couldn't be us. Still, yeah, still, jury's still out a little bit. <laughs> um, but, so anyway, yeah, we we stacked them up. So it was really fun. It's so much fun to be laying in those layout blinds. You're literally side by side pretty much, and then you got, you know, birds flying right over you so geese ducks when they fly over they almost like whistle when they're flying past but like their wings do but geese they have like a weird like buzzing sound their wings make because they're so big yeah and so you got this buzzing you got four to you know 10 dudes just grinding on the goose call next to you and then you've got a couple hundred geese flying over you with just honking and screaming and i mean it's like sensory overload right there it's awesome so So. how many is there an ideal number of guys that you want calling or is it just anybody who's good enough to call hop on the call yeah i mean it, it it depends on the day and i think the parts of the season there's you know where we're at in oklahoma geese have been called that since canada north north dakota then south dakota then nebraska then kansas then here so like they I think they're the smartest when they get to us. Maybe Texas might disagree with me, but Mm -hmm. oh, that's Texas. They always disagree with everything that has to do with Oklahoma. So, um, because they're inferior, (laughs) that'll get somebody fired up. Here we go. Um, But yeah, so I think there's the ideal would probably be two to four, because two guys are really really can sound like a i don't know 20 30 geese Mm -hmm. and i'm convinced when there's so many geese flying over they don't even know exactly what sound is coming from their neighbor you know 10 birds over and what sounds coming off the ground and stuff so um i think a lot of it is really getting their attention and and kind of just sounding like you know you're feeding and stuff and then some of it is sounding like kind of aggressive, like, hey, this is our field, like, get the heck off. And, and do you need to coordinate that with the other callers? Like, do you need to be like, all right, we're going to, I'm going to be doing 
you know, more aggressive calling or like you need to be doing this or is it kind of just. Yeah. I mean, I think ideally you kind of do, but whenever you hunt with guys enough, you kind of develop kind of a cadence and, you you know, yeah. Yeah. You get a rhythm going. Yeah. Kind of know who's doing what and when it's your time to hop in. Uh Uh-huh. And you know, people's strengths and stuff, you know, the guy that like me, I can pretty much just cluck a little bit. So I'm just sitting there sprinkling in some little just sure. honks and in between. And then there's guys that sound like a whole flock of geese next it's, to me. I'm like, well, I don't even need a call. You're in the full band. You got guys shredding on the guitar. You're hitting the tambourine. In the right, corner. right. Yeah, <laughs> exactly. Yeah, I'm just shaking the little maraca thing at the back of the stage and hitting the little... Uh, What's the little deals that jingle? Like they kind of hang down. Like the chimes. Yeah, the chimes. <laughs> I'm the chimes in the background. Um, so, yeah. So, I mean, you kind of just develop that cadence um, yeah. in between and everything. So, um, but yeah, the group of guys that we go with are all super solid. Well, enough are good callers and um, solid just hunters in general. So, um, you know, there's always those guys that love to call, like, my buddy Tate, I'll give him a little shout out. He was saying he wants to be on, so we'll have him at the end of the season. Would love to have him on. Have him give an absolute rundown. He's guiding in Kansas. Uh, just he's just crushing the geese up there. Yeah, he I, truly is. Like, we could have him do some uh, example calls on the podcast. Yeah. <laughs> we'll have to have him stand about forty feet back from the mic. But yeah, because he's loud in general, much less <laughs> yelling the call. So yeah, if you got a guy like Tate, then Honestly, like, I don't think many other people were calling last weekend when he was there because he just, he is so excited too that he just is literally going wild. Um, but then, you know, he wasn't here this morning and you know, I think five or six guys were calling. So it just kind of depends on strengths and weaknesses yeah. and everything okay. uh, in that regard. So, um, but yeah, we, we called in, you know, knocked down 32 last weekend. It was good. Um, so you'll love this. I, uh, I go in, in spurts of being in shape and out of shape, kind of hitting the gym. The last I've never worked out before about two years ago. Then the last probably year and a half have been, I've been decent at it. Yeah, probably no, even probably even. three to four days a week. I've usually been hitting the gym pretty hard and I don't know, kind of been just a fun new thing for me to do, but yeah. Nowadays, I, I don't have as much time, so when I go, I pretty much just work out as fast as I can so I can sauna at the end. Yeah. It's my favorite thing on earth. Um, so I've been uh, I've been slacking a little in the in the gym department. Sure. And so um, we, I I don't have a lot to contribute. So my goal is I always get all the grass to help brush brush in the blinds because no one likes to do that, and I always try and go chase the cripples because I'm like, well. I mean, at least I'll go do that. So, yeah. Clint chases me all the time. <laughs> I can't catch him though. <laughs> um, which that makes me think of that time you got the little motor that went under your yeah. <laughs> your chair, and you were like hauling tail down the street. I actually was at a full sprint next to you, getting really scared. That thing moves. <laughs> it moves. But uh, so we had a cripple land, probably you know sixty yards out. So sometimes when you hit a cripple they kind of glide down because they're hurt bad and they can't fly but is it you're saying cripple in terms of like you shoot them and they're not completely dead right and then they okay yeah because sometimes like you 
I don't know. I call it like pillow casing. Like, yeah. you know, when you bust open a pillow case mm-hmm. and there's feathers everywhere, like sometimes you hit them and they are done. Yeah. And so it just kind of depends on where the pellets hit and everything. Um, but when I say cripple, yeah, it's when you hit one and they are not all the way dead. Yeah. And so obviously like at being an ethical human, you want to make sure that the animal doesn't suffer long and you yeah. definitely don't want to just hurt it and let it get away. Yeah. Um, so we, we shot one and it, it, it was a cripple. So it, it locks up its wings and kind of glides out in the field. And so I was like, all right, well, I'm going to go do it. Your time to shine. Yeah. And we were pretty nervous that all of the geese were going to come in one, they call it a spin because when they, when they fly over you, they take a couple circles and then they lock up and come down. So almost like you know if you really spread out a tornado you know that it circles a little at the top and then it kind of comes down Mm -hmm. um kind of down the drain so they call that a spin and so we were worried that there was going to be like a three like we were going to have a couple groups come in early and then there's going to be just a big spin of all the thousands of birds um and so we shot the first group and i run out there and uh first shot at this thing is I was like, it was still going. So I was like, I'm going to take a long shot out here and slow it down before it, you know, kind of keeps running from me. And it, I shot way too far away and it just started running even faster. So I'm at a full sprint, like at, you know, I'm about probably 70 yards from the blind and it's at least 40, 50 yards out from me. Gun in your hand. Gun in my hand. I got one shell left. So I'm like, I got to make this thing count. (laughs) And so, I mean, I finally pull up, shoot it. I'm like, 200 175 away from the freaking blinds i had been i mean full sprint (laughs) and i like i'm like i like get this thing and then i look up and i see like thousands of geese coming and i was like oh no and everyone's like get in the blind get in the blind and i'm like i'm not gonna ruin like a thousand birds coming in and so i have this decision i'm like i can sprint the 175 yards back to the blind or I can go 150, a 90-degree direction away and get in the tree line. And I was like, I'm going to the tree line. I'm not messing this up. So, like, I mean, I'm, like, full sp- I mean, full sprint <laughs> to this tree line. And it's cold. Like, it was, like, three oh, or yeah. four degrees. That's what I was about to say. You're probably. My lungs oh, are yeah. burning. And I get there. And I like just collapsed and I literally like laid down and I started coughing. I was like, I'm going to throw up. (laughs) And I like, I felt so sick after that. And then I was stuck in the trees for like 20 or 30 minutes while all these geese were flying in. But it kind of worked. Did they get some? No, none committed. Oh my gosh. So I was like, I just did all that for nothing, you know? Yeah. Uh, But, you know, finally got back around and then uh, it kind of worked out well. They kept just hopping around between fields and spots, and so um, they ended up all coming back in, and we we were able to uh, put a little uh, inflict a little destruction on them. Sure, love it. So um, anyway, yeah, that was just a fun little story from that. Just absolutely so out of shape, but it also doesn't help because I always eat like Christmas candy and stuff for yeah. breakfast in the blind. Like whatever I get, like my mom. Uh, one year, her work got a bunch of like one pound bags of M and M's. They were like for like Christmas, and they were like expiring, and that's why they gave them all to her work. And so, like, we just had like 15, 20 bags of one pound M and M's at home, 
You know what my breakfast was every day in the Jolly. goose blind, some M&Ms. Like, I would feel so sick oh, yeah. after that. Like, today I had some trolley gummy worms. Pretty good. So, anyway, yeah, I just, I'm always eating horrible in the blind, but um, it works out. I'm not obese yet, so. Uh, I feel like that is a common thing with uh, being, like, in the blind or in the deer stand or whatever. It's like everybody's bringing little Debbie's. Uh-huh. They got some pop tarts, like <laughs> some honey buns. Yeah. It's for some reason, it's some kind of excuse to just eat horribly. I, I really think that's what it is. You're like, well, I, I'm out here for a good time. I'm not going to eat carrots and celery. Yeah. And I've like, like our buddy Gibson, I have never seen Gibson go on a hunt without like three or four different like snack items. And like, <laughs> he just keeps pulling them out. Some zebra cakes, some freaking uh-huh. healthiest thing there probably a cliff bar and to be honest those got those aren't the healthiest of options they're they're better than a zebra cake but yeah but not not by a ton no no they're not they're not uh great for you they'll fill you, fill you up though yeah for sure and you know i think my cliff bar one time saved you on american horse oh my gosh that's a well, you were having a heat stroke. Yeah. We could talk about that in summertime. Yeah, as a, as golly, a, that was yeah. I after that, I carried around a Cliff Bar like in my backpack for like the next like bar. year. Oh, like yeah. just I would just always have one because I was like I might start trying to pass out again or something. Anyways, like die. Yeah, um, um, I don't even know where we were. Oh yeah, gummy worms for breakfast. Uh, so yeah. Anyway, that's kind of my. Uh, Thing, but it worked out good because last weekend Christmas spirit I think was strong. I went and got a dozen donuts. One other guy brought two dozen donuts, so we had like three dozen donuts, and no one would eat mine. So I was like, "Well, I'll just keep chowing down." <laughs> but uh, yeah, so that's probably also why I felt so bad on that yeah. sprint. Um, but anyway, yeah, we ended up just really, really pounding on him. It was just fun because. Everyone was in a great mood. No one was really tired. End of the season, everyone's pretty worn out from hunting hard. And yeah, you're just really not in a great mood when you first get there a lot of times. So I'm there was a there have been many days when my alarm goes off and I've been wide awake waiting on it. And uh, I think those days might be behind me because I'm maybe just getting older, not as excited. But I don't know. It's just a little harder to get yeah. up in the mornings. Especially when you get up early for work every day and stuff. Mm-hmm. It sucks. But um, anyway, so yeah, we pounded on them last weekend. Had a great hunt. Good time. Great guys. Christmas Eve. Came back. Had a nice nap in the afternoon. Just Amazing. really set me up. My neighbor brought me a, a Christmas lasagna. Oh, It was Amazing. such a treat. He came by. He's like, do you guys eat lasagna? And I was like, what kind of question is that? Yeah. <laughs> and I was like, yeah, I do. And he was like. I'd like to make you a Christmas lasagna. And I was like, be my guest, please, man. So it is one of those awkward situations because I can't remember his name. And we gave Mm -hmm. him a Christmas card. So he's got mine dialed in. He's like, hey, Glenn, how are you, Glenn? I'm like, I think your name's Larry, but I'm too scared to say it. So just one of those awkward situations. You just really, I don't know, nothing to do. But um, so then this morning I get a call. I'm at the grocery store last night, you know. New Year's Adam, per se. You know, everyone's at the grocery store stocking up for their parties. And um, I'm sitting there like, all right, what all do I have to do tomorrow? I'm like, man, I got a busy day. Podcast, we're going. Uh, me and my wife are going to the zoo this afternoon. Got some tickets that expire today. So we're like, we're going today. Yeah. 
Um, and then, you know, New Year's Eve parties and stuff tonight. And I'm like, sweet, going to sleep in, smash a podcast, have a great day. And I get a phone call at like 730. It's like, hey, um, I, I'm, I don't really want to hunt, but we've got a bunch of geese on the field. You in? And I was like, yeah, <laughs> yeah, man. All right. I, I don't know. I'm not going to say no. Are you kidding yeah. me? Life is way too short. Um, so it was great. Literally got there at 6 a.m. Like no one's going to we don't have to beat anyone to the field. We're not having to drive a long way like just such a tree yeah, like 45 this morning like how far is the drive 15 minutes uh, no it literally was less than five i left my house at 558 and i was there at 603 oh my gosh <laughs> see that and that's amazing and yes i was a little late sorry guys <laughs> but it was funny because uh like i said land it's kind of you know like the glue of the group yeah. like a little bit kind of the unofficial ringleader yeah, well, he's and, like the middle of the spoke of the wheel. Like he's like everybody has a connection to uh-huh. him. So like, yeah, he so, just kind of knows. He knows everyone there. Some people might not know somebody else, but like everybody knows Landon there. So exactly. Well, it's funny because like every, everyone you know knows Landon, but not everyone knows each other. So I pull up and there's like one guy with his dog, and then like there's two trucks in the field, and like no one's doing anything. I was like, I like kind of walked up. I was like, what's happening, guys? And they're like. Yeah, we're we're waiting on land, and I was like, "Well, that sh- should we start unpacking some stuff?" Or, <laughs> I was like, "I don't want to be like bossy, but yeah. we need to get moving." Yeah. So it worked out fine, but it was just kind of funny, like you know, no one. It was kind of like everyone's paralyzed because their leader like wasn't there, kicking rocks and looking down, uh, just playing on your phone and yeah. stuff. Uh, but yeah, so we got set up, and we had geese flying over from I mean sunrise, which is pretty rare. Usually they're you know, a little later, maybe 8.30 or not 8.30, maybe 7.30 or 8, you know, a little bit. They like to sleep in a little bit. So um, we had geese flying over all morning, um, just had a great time picking at them. Had, it was hard because it was a south wind today and there's nowhere to hide on the south side. Mm. Um, so we could sit on the east side, but there's Oh, excuse me. There is a tree line there. So geese get a little nervous about flying around tree lines, just more things to hide in. Yeah. So we settled on, I guess we're going to just shoot them in the butt. So uh, the idea was that they would set up and pretty much land in between us and the decoys. Mm -hmm. And that just didn't quite happen. They wanted to land on the other side of the decoys, which was fine, but just made for some really long shots. Yeah. Um, and it's hard to know when to call the shot when you're not sure exactly where they're going to land and, you know, where they're supposed to land and everything. So it mm-hmm. um, took a little bit to get that dialed in. But we really, I mean, we just picked away at them, chipped away at them. Had one group we probably dropped 7 to 10 out of, which is, you know, it's just awesome to just rain some out. It's a good time. So, um, but, yeah, we stacked them up, and then I probably spent – I took a few night pictures, which I'm really excited to see how those turn out. But um, I spent probably 20 minutes after with the drone, just taking all sorts of videos and stuff. I found like a feature that does like a little mini movie. So mm-hmm. I, I'm going to see how that turns out. Yeah. Like, should be some good real content. But um, yeah, so anyway, just had another great day. Um, nice to just really have a chill hunt, chill guys. There's so much drama in the goose hunting world. It's crazy. Like 
everyone hates each other. There's like everyone's fighting over fields and like people pay like some crazy rates. Like, yeah. I mean, guides will pay like a thousand dollars for a field for one day. And I'm like, I can't pay that. Yeah. Like I'm, I'm and even if I could, I'm not like gas is at least a hundred bucks. Like, you know, there and back. And then you got shells and then you got the decoys you know it's just like i'm not doing that yeah it's already a big investment which is why it pays to know people yes let you hop on their fields for not a fee definitely i mean it really like that's why if you do have someone that does that i mean you just have to be so careful to really pick up your shells and really say thank you and you know if they like goose meat a lot of people don't but if they like it bring them some meat or some you know, summer sausage when you shoot a deer, whatever, yeah. just some way to make them feel appreciated as always. Maybe their favorite bottle of whiskey or something at the end of the season or whatever. Um, but yeah, so it was just a great hunt, chill vibes. I uh that made me think I drove by a field the other day. I was going out to a wedding, and I, I don't think I've talked about this with you, have I? No. Okay. I saw like a big feed, like six thousand geese on a field, which was like sweet. Like this oh, is wait, cool. I think you sent a video of that. Yes, I did. Binoculars. Yeah. Yeah, I did a, the crappy, horrible scouting binocular yeah. picture. Um, and I'm sitting there, and I just knew like it was going to happen. It was a busy highway, so it was like some. And sure enough, some guy with fourteen Sitka stickers and Vortex and Onyx hunt, all this pulls up. He's like, yeah, man, I've been trying to get permission on this for five days. And there's, you know, this guy leased it out from under me and all this stuff. Uh, and I was just like, it was fun to talk through it with him. I was just thinking, I was like, man, I, I little bit miss the drama, but I don't at all. Like, it's just so nice to yeah. just have a few spots. I, I don't really care if I stack up a hundred geese in a day. Like if I shoot 10, like that's a great day. Like, I don't really. Yeah. It's just not, I don't know, maybe I'm, I'm maturing probably slightly, but sure. I don't know. Um, so, yeah, anyway, I had another great hunt today. I think we we stacked up 28 birds, so no one really cares about the pile pictures anymore, but I'm going to keep posting them because I, I think they're fun and they're a good memory. So They are fun. It was fun. We uh, One of the guys brought his dog out, and I don't know. I'm pretty interested in the dog side now that I have a little puppy. I'm seeing if she will become a retriever. She already is. She's a golden one. A golden one, yeah. But uh, we'll see. She's not scared of nail guns or clapping or any loud noises. Um, So I really think she's going to do well, hopefully hunting. But she is pretty spoiled. Uh, My wife got her a ball pit for Christmas, (laughs) which was hilarious. Uh, But you know the drill. It's uh, it's a balance to figure out how to uh, train a gun dog, but also have a family pet. Yeah. Um, it's easier to be one way 100% or the other. So yeah. we'll see. But I am just really interested. And it's fun to watch the dog work, especially on those long, um, on those long, long shots where they kind of fly off their cripples. It's, it's great to send the dog out after yeah. them rather than your Glenn. Rather than Glenn. <laughs> yeah, to throw up and die out there. <laughs> so, um, yeah, we just had a really great hunt. It was, it was fun. So I don't know. I'm still. I'm still scheming to get Hudson out there and shoot some geese. I think it'd be a good time. I've got my Edmonds spot. It's one of my favorite places. Um, which maybe I should stop saying that name. Maybe I should just say up north. So people are. Uh, That's up north. Less on the prowl. Yeah. 
uh, somewhere in section township range, you know, 14 West. Uh, anyway, so yeah, anyway, anyway, I've got a spot there, um, that I think we can really get Hudson on some birdies. So I think it'd be fun to set them up just in the tree line there. And then, um, I think we could probably land a few or at least have them set up in a spot where we could probably drop some. So it'd be really fun. Still working on scheming that one out, but hey, it'll happen one day. I'm excited. Um, well, I'm trying to think. Hudson, anything else? So you uh, went deer hunting a few days ago. How went out to go? went really out to Stroud. Season? Yeah, went out to Stroud again, looking for that big buck. Uh, nothing showed up. Was super windy. Uh, my dad came out there and he was stalking around, and he saw like eight or so uh just kind of walking around and that it was a really good day to do some stalking because it was so windy um which for those who don't know i mean or haven't inferred uh you know stock hunting is just you're not set up in one place you're literally just kind of walking through the woods and whenever it's super windy uh that's pretty good i mean obviously you have to be pretty conscious about where you're standing and where you're walking with the wind because you know your scent can carry but it's really nice whenever it's super windy because it's really hard for the deer to hear you so it's a lot easier to walk around and stay hidden and not spook up a bunch of deer yeah um so yeah he saw a lot uh you know no no shooter or anything uh but it was a good time had an armadillo come out. Our buddy Kevin was dying to shoot it. And I said no. <laughs> yeah. And uh, with deer that big around, we can't. We're not playing any games today. Yeah. And I, my dad, my dad was walking, and he said he hears something crashing through the woods, and freaking armadillo is just booking it, and probably runs two feet in front of him, just past him. <laughs> Those things are so blind. They're so blind. They're so loud. And uh, so louder than Tate Turner, (laughs) (laughs) maybe Uh, they are so loud in the woods. Yeah, they're just ridiculous. But yeah, nothing super exciting. Going to try and probably go out tomorrow to the lease, hopefully Um, see if we can get something on the ground out there. Uh, But yeah, only only what uh, I guess it's 15, 15 days today left of. Yeah. deer season so if you're not out there i guess this is probably going to come out probably right at the end of yeah. deer season but if there's still a few days left when this comes out you should try and get out there no. and get some, get a little late season yep um but yeah other than that we are oh uh you know i've been talking about getting that fly rod got one for christmas gosh get so fired up we're gonna be hooking that up setting it up probably gonna do another little jd adams trip caught me some more flies and might have to get myself a net tbd on that one also my aunt got me a uh just like one of those like standard like cabela's like bags that you see but it's yeah. like perfect for putting all my fly stuff in oh sweet and she didn't even know like i was just like i opened i was like this is awesome because now i can now i have like a little bag i can just throw on and uh-huh. have all my crap in there it's like not super big or anything which Perfect. is great so got that um but yeah hopefully that will be the next venture because uh deer season's coming to an end and hopefully me and me and glenn will get out and uh start slaying some 
slaying some fly fishing stuff. For sure. Uh, but yeah, that's kind of, that's, that's really my only update. You've been, you've been grinding more than me. Uh, yeah. Yeah. Well, Hudson, Hudson grinds in the October, November time frame, And then, then it's me. Yeah. I'm the problem. It's me. I get out there and chase, chase the waterfowl a little bit. So, um, still planning on, um, probably in the next couple weeks, definitely before the end of January, we're going to have an episode out with my dad. Um, we're going to focus on the Blue River. He was down there this week on Friday, and I he said he was going back on Sunday. So <laughs> he's a freak for some for some Oklahoma trout. I am very excited to have him on because it, just going to learn so much. And, so much. Uh, would highly if any of you are curious about fly fishing never never done it or you've done it a little bit but you're like I kind of want to get into it more. I kind of want to learn more about it. Glenn's dad is the perfect guy that, and we're going to have him on. And I mean, it's just going to be a wealth of wealth of knowledge probably. And you know, he's, he's probably going to be like, ah, no, like I'm, I'm just a guy that likes to fish or whatever. He knows a lot. So, uh, it's going to be awesome. Uh, he's going to have some great stories too. So highly encourage, uh, you guys to check that out if you're at all interested in fly fishing. Yeah, for sure. So, um, yeah, we'll have him on talk fly fishing at the blue river especially um it's that time of year get out there chase them go heck go stay the night out there do a little camping trip take a few put them in the campfire and some foil butter garlic oh my gosh it's so good everything's better cooked on the campfire so um i don't know i think with that we'll probably wrap it up here um I don't know. Just my continual statement. If you do like it, please let people know. I think we're doing our best to do the social media side, but really word of mouth is the key. Yeah. I mean, I, I honestly, I really only check out like new podcasts and stuff. If somebody's like, Hey, you should listen to this. It's really good. Yeah. I'll be like, all right, I'll, I'll listen to it. But, um, yeah, please tell somebody about it. Give us a rating. Uh, subscribe to it or well, I don't even know how it really works. Uh, yeah. Like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, if, if you can give it a, a rating and then any of our social media or just any time you hear someone talking about hunting, you know, it'd be cool to mention it if, if you don't mind. Just that, that's our shameless plug there. Um, but yeah, give us a follow on um, Instagram, Facebook at Yellow Hat Outdoors, all one word. Um, Check out our website if you want, yellowhatoutdoors.com. Good grief. Dot com. Had a little little speech thing there. Dot com. Um, and then any, I think I'm forgetting. Oh, email. If you got uh, any questions or yeah. anything, want to send them in, you can always DM us, that kind of thing. But um, Or if you got a correction on something stupid that we said. Yes, uh, please. Which is completely wrong. Uh, we are not above that. Uh, we will not uh, stick to our guns of something that we just completely botched. So maybe, um, well, maybe, uh, yeah, it depends some... who sends it in. Uh, yeah. Yeah. If it's Kevin with his Mosin Nagant or uh, <laughs> an armadillo, then we're not changing no, our position. No. Um, but yeah. Uh, and also just, you know, sorry if we do get something wrong, we don't have a, uh, we don't have a full-time producer here to Google stuff for us while we're just, running with a stream of thought so yeah but 
We're doing our best, guys. We are. Okay. We're learning. We're, we're learning. learning. So, yeah, we're always trying to improve um, the sound and everything. Don't have a professional studio yet, but hey, you guys keep tuning in. Maybe we'll get there. Yeah. Um, with that, probably close it up. Happy New Year's. Hope you guys had a Merry Christmas. Um, oh, I did get the jacket I was after. Yes. Freaking sick. It's a duck camp. Never had anything from them. It's pretty sweet. That's awesome. I'm going to wear a skiing this year, I think. Ooh. I'm going to be like that guy that kind of wears camo, but yeah. luckily camo is kind of well, trendy now. So. It kind of is. And, you know, it's it wor- It's warm. It's going to keep you warm. I mean, yeah. and I'm going to look fly as heck sure. on, the, on the slopes. So that's really what matters. Um, so, yeah, anyway, that's what I got for y'all. And um, we'll catch you next time. Thank you for listening. Peace out.